Welcome to the Inside Track, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutmiler. We are talking today with New York's Artie Tobiah. According to the Hudson Valley Press, Artie's musical style fuses stories of real people with the musical influences of rock, blues, folk, and country. It's great to talk to you today, Artie. Well, thanks for having me, Greg. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. So um, give me a little bit of insight into how you got started as a musician. Uh, well, it's kind of in my DNA, man. My great-grandfather played with John Paul Sousa. Oh, awesome. And it's kind of history since then. I had, I had grandfathers and uncles and great-uncles who, who made careers as musicians. And uh, I guess I got the gene and or that bug, you know? Sure, yeah. So, uh, and, and that was kind of, you know, like I say, genetically handed down, and then uh, it just it just became what, it, it, what I do. Um, uh, 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 it's just what I do, you know. Um, and uh, uh, I, I got started, uh, you know, fronting a band, and uh, and it's never really ended since then. Yeah. I um I, I saw a quote or a part of a part of a piece of your press material about your entry into fronting the band, and you were quoted as saying that your first experience was, I, I didn't move one step from the mic stand and oh, never yeah. let go of it either, and, and for the entire time you played. Tell me, tell me, tell me about that and, and the, the evolution from, from those early yeah, days well, of stage fright uh, forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember vividly probably being just terrified out of my mind, and it was, a, it was oddly, it was mountain jam in the Catskill Mountains long before they started doing Mountain Jam. Okay. And uh, we were playing out on a stage in the middle of a field on somebody's property. And, uh, you know, small crowd. And um, I was probably terrified. And I just remember at one point being very consciously aware of the fact that I hadn't moved the entire time. I touched <laughs> the, the, loop, the, the, the adjustment knob on the stand, and I held this microphone in my hand on the top stand and never moved, you know? <laughs> now that's not the case. I mean, I don't jump around and flail uh, about sure. the stage, but I'm, I'm certainly way beyond that, and I, I more often than not, probably 99.9% of the time, have a guitar in my hand, so, uh, you know. Uh, but yeah, that was that was the beginning, for sure. Yeah, okay. And yeah. and and you weren't always a songwriter, right? That, that wasn't something that, that you started out as? Is that correct? Well, no, I mean, I... I I, I think I, I've always been a songwriter. Uh, honestly, I, I can remember writing my first song uh, being probably about eight or nine years old. Okay. I wrote called Birds. I see the birds. I hear the birds sing, and I hear the birds tweet, and I see the birds flying over my head. It wasn't very good, but I remember <laughs> writing it. You know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and that was the start. And that was probably, like I say, that I was, I was probably about eight years old. Okay. And... Uh, I've always kind of gravitated toward writing, and uh, songwriting's just become what I, d I do, you know. And in in the early stages of your musical career, where did did you start out playing your original material, or or was it more of the pretty pretty early on? Okay, I mean maybe the first four or five years, um, I had only had like one or two songs that I'd written, um, uh, and then. Really, my first, my second band was largely an original group. Okay, and, and we did we did very select covers, but we we did a cover that 
of a song in a way that you would never have heard it before. So it was almost like our own song and, and, sure. and as well. Okay. You know, so so really, early, a very brief time being just a cover artist and, and pretty early on writing and performing our own stuff. Tell me a little bit about the songwriting process for you and 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 the everybody kind of has their own approach. What type of uh, influences yeah, well, for do you? Me, it's funny, man. I, 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 I wrote a song just earlier today, and, okay. and, and that's the way it goes. I, I am not. I don't get writer's block. I don't uh, worry about what is going to come out of me next. My catalog's probably over a hundred songs by now. Okay, and um, you know, I I find inspiration from an event, I find inspiration from a phrase that I hear somebody say. Um, sometimes, as is the case today, I heard a song on the radio and there was a line and I always think, man, that was the line, but they didn't develop it. Mm. And I grab onto a line and then mm -hmm. I just spit off that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I have a lot of, you know, my themes are, you know, uh, like on Aberdeen, which is my, my new CD, I have, I have songs that are, the theme might be love, the theme might be some unsavory people that I've gotten to know over the years, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, I got no one on there. It's almost like a reality show if you're following somebody on the train wreck of their reality show. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, I, I, I write, my, my process is pretty organic. I'm not ever sitting down going, I have to write a song about this today or I got to write today. I write and I, I always write from a standpoint of wanting, I, I do keep in mind that I want to connect this to somebody. I want it, I want it to be, I want the listener to be able to connect to it. Mm -hmm. Um, themselves in the songs or to find empathy in the emotion of the character or you know um and and you know look we all have our lives and we all have our stories and we all have our challenges and mm -hmm. struggles as well as our successes and so when i write i i do bear that in mind i mean i'm writing it from my my lens and my perspective but what i know is that when i perform People connect to the lyrical content, and they mm -hmm. and they and they tie themselves to it, and that's really what it's about. For me. Sure, yeah, I'm sure that's that's the heart of every artist is you want to you want to connect with your listener through the music for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a singer, being a singer songwriter, kind of has become a a label, but it doesn't really describe uh, an artist's style. How would you classify the type of music that you play? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a Good question. So, you know, um, I, 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 I vacillate between the Americana label or, or, or you know, identification, mm -hmm. the roots rock, acoustic rock, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, but as you know, I'm Aberdeen, I mean, Mama, uh, Mama Calling Me, that's like a real kind of straight country, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, Aberdeen is sort of a ballady type song, uh, more acoustic based. The song about my father is very acoustic driven, very, very mm -hmm. almost folk like. So, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of, I, I kind of struggle with the, with that. Like, how do I describe it? But that intro that you gave, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that writes uh, with, with, uh, with a, a, a crossover through rock, folk, country, blues, you know. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I don't ever sit down and say, hey, I'm going to write a country song. I'm okay. going to write a blues song. Yeah. I write, and when it's done, I go, oh, this is this is what it is. Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah. What type of audience do you find your music connecting with? Is Can you, can you tell the type of uh, folks that are drawn to, to what you perform? 
Well, you know, from a demographic standpoint um, of age, I find that I have a pretty broad range of, of, of fans age-wise. In fact, uh, about two days ago, I was I was standing on my sidewalk somewhere, and this young lady approaches me, probably 15 years old, 16 years old, and she said, I just heard a song of yours. Hmm. You're re- really good. I like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And I'm like, wow, really? Like, you know. And, and somebody, somebody sh- she knew, knew my music and had played it for her, and she knew that I was who I was, and so she came and said it to me. And at the same time, I have fans that are, you, you know, uh, you know uh, 50, 60, 70 years of age. And so from mm-hmm. that standpoint, I think a broad demographic age-wise. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think generally people who are kind of grounded and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I find people that are grounded, that are, you know, that are that are uh, uh, more into maybe an, an older, more traditional way of life, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I find that's where I get the most support, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I know people like to shy away from the sounds-like definition, but do you have artists or styles of music that, that – tend to influence you more than others, or at least did in the past as you were developing as an artist? Yeah, I mean, I grew up, I'm the youngest of five, so I grew up listening to a whole bunch of different people uh, as a result of my older siblings listening to different things. Um, I loved, like, you know, I love all the acoustic, you know, I guess I guess it's probably that '70s acoustic stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I got very deeply into the, the Allman Brothers and the whole Southern rock thing, and then you know, never been much of the hard rock or the more rock stuff. But you know, the Allman Brothers, the whole Southern rock scene, and then that led me to more blues stuff. You know, uh, Steve Ray Vaughan, Buddy Guy, all those folks. Mm-hmm. So you know. Um, but yet, I can say Steve Ray Vaughan, Buddy Guy, and then say yeah, John Denver and the Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, but people, people. my brother-in-law heard Aberdeen for the first time, and my sister was listening to it, and she, she said, oh, are you, is that a Bob Seger record you're listening to? Hmm. So I get stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, because my voice lends itself in that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Seger, Mellencamp, Springsteen, um, I, I frequently get that from people, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, and by the way, you know, I'm thankful to be in the company, you know what I mean? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's good stuff, you know. It's so, interesting that you, you you said the Beach Boys. When I I listened to the to the several cuts on the CD, I kind of almost gave me this sense of being in a beach bar. Um, not that oh, it was funny. not that it was beach music, but that was that right. that feel that you you know you're sitting on a dock, drinking a beer, having a hamburger, you know, along the coast yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's but see, I love that. That's what I'm going for. Like, I want it to be part of the soundtrack of people's lives. Yeah. You know? like, Take it with you. Sit on the dock. Do some fishing. Drive. Yeah. Take a road trip. You yeah, know. Yeah. What What song was that that triggered that? You know. Um. <laughs> I know you were going to ask me that. Um. I've got the CD laying right here. Oh, uh, you know what it was? It was the uh, Kryptonite. Oh, Kryptonite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was the first yeah, cut on the album. Great little song, man. I get a, I get a charge out of that little song. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I. uh That's one of those ones you write and you go. I don't know, man. It's kind of so simple, but then I go, ah, I just, I like it, you know? And, 
And that's how it made its way on the record. You know what I mean? It had a lot of songs to choose from, but it made its way on the record because of that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got a it's got a happy vibe to it. You know, it's kind of got that it kind of a sunshine you know it's not this dark doom and gloom kind of you know it just yeah, as a yeah, as yeah, a, even, yeah. even though the you know the lyrics is you know if, if uh, something to the effect of if um uh, if i was superman you would be kryptonite you know it's just kind of a yeah i mean she's she's bad news this girl she's yeah, yeah. i'm trying to keep my distance yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but it doesn't it doesn't the lyrics are like that, but the vibe doesn't feel that way. It's you know people say yeah. lots of times about bluegrass music. Well, it's, but, but, but see now you see you pick up on something. That's not a mistake. That's the contradiction of the song. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it's the conflict of the song is that here's this guy trying to do the right thing, but this girl is just she's making him weak. Yeah, and yeah. It's <laughs> conflict, you know. Yeah, and so yeah. That's it's cool. The contrast of the musical presentation and the lyric. I mean, you get that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in bluegrass music, it's you know the music is always feels good and happy but the lyrics and the story are so dark right. you know you can't unless you truly dig in there and listen to the lyrics you don't you don't realize like oh wait a minute there's something more going on here than just a happy feel good song so yeah i, yeah. I like that what yeah. you did yeah. with that yeah so yeah, and it's, you know and yet it's and you know it's it's about maybe and at the same time it's maybe about love i don't know you know yeah so, sure sure yeah right yeah. yeah the whole thing's toxic right <laughs> right right so you, you mentioned the, the, the current CDs is Aberdeen, and I saw, I think you've got one sort of in the works for a little bit later this year. So you're, you've you been pretty busy in the studio. Tell me about yeah, well, Aberdeen you know, and what you've got coming up. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's been a bit of a journey. And, and um, so the, the quick snapshot is I, I released my first CD in 2001. Okay. And then... Shortly thereafter, I got run over by a car. Oh, my. And um, that really jammed me up quite a bit for a number of years. I, I can bet. Perform. I, I, play about, I play about 200 nights a year still. Okay. And and uh, and did so then. But um, uh, I released two CDs after I had the accident. But to be honest with you, one of them was a recording that I'd already had. And mm -hmm. I realized I could now, with technology, turn it into a CD. Okay. And the other one, I, I recorded it. But um, I have part of my situation was I had I had uh, uh, like amnesiatic symptoms and uh, I don't really remember making that third record Chase the Sun. Wow! And uh, I mean I remember it like in bits. It was one session, but it was it was many many sessions. Hmm. And then uh, and then we got to Aberdeen, which only took such a long time to get to from in between the releases because yeah I just like I said I was still kind of in recovery mode. I, I just. I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to do it, which I finally understood. And uh, and then I got to Aberdeen, and and uh, now um, you know um, I'm eager to stay on a more. Uh, I'm a I'm a very up tempo person. I do about 20 hours a day every day. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know I'm living. I'm, I'm not. I'm playing. I'm playing the streets and skid my lane to the coffin. I'm not planning to just <laughs> go there slow. Yeah, so, sure. You know, so I am. Uh, I've, I've got some things in the work for another CD. Uh, I, I actually plan to get it done this summer, but now uh, something's presented itself that could be very exciting and an opportunity for me that uh, hasn't been fully worked out yet. But I've had the opportunity to work with some really good people, and uh, that'll probably delay that release by a more like early two, uh, 2016. Okay. Okay. So, um, but yeah, and and even what that's going to be now, I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So. But but Aberdeen was uh, you know I'm I'm real pleased with that and and really looking to uh, to gain some traction with it and, and and 
you know, get some, maybe chart with a little bit. I'm trying to work with a couple of radio promoters now. And, uh, you know, maybe get more more on the festival circuit and, and uh, uh, the house concert circuit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I'm willing to, to, you know, play and, and go wherever wherever they would like to have me, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um and you mentioned you know, 200 dates a year. I presume that that, that you're full time at this. This is what you do your career. Yeah, I mean, I play 200 nights a year, and I yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't have, I don't have, uh, I don't always have the, the. They're not always the best, but you mm-hmm. know, yeah, I'm out there 200 nights a year, and uh, it it uh, it consumes it consumes a lot of my time. Sure you can does, imagine, yeah. and, it's, and yeah. it's wear and tear, and it's. Uh, uh, you know, it's pretty regional here for me within the, the New York area. Uh-huh. You know, basically tri tri state like New York, Connecticut, uh, uh, and Jersey. Okay. And uh, and it's a variety of things. You know, I'm doing I'm doing updates. I'm doing opening act stuff. I'm doing uh, uh, festivals. I'm doing house concerts. Um, you know, so it's it's just being out there, and it's funny because my last couple of good opportunities came from the smallest of gigs I do. But they brought me some big stuff, so yeah. you, you just never know. So you have to be out there all the time. Sure, you know? yeah, yeah. Do you, you have a particular venue that you you feel like you find yourself in more times than others? Um, I don't know. I don't know about more time than others. I mean, I have some favorite places, you know, that I like to play. Uh, one of which is a small little, uh, just a small little venue that I play in, but kind of, it's it's cozy it's intimate the people are always very generous uh, in their listening and 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 uh, you know um and then yeah i play some of these bigger rooms uh that that you know are four or five hundred seats and yeah okay. uh, you know those are those are great man. those are great you yeah. know and festivals are always fun. I, ne- I never have i have never had a bad time at a festival what you type know? of festivals are you typically playing well you know we're we're Again, doing some of the smaller ones within the area. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, I mean, not all of them. I mean, there's one of the festivals up in Connecticut uh, that that uh, you know, over the they get thousands and thousands of people there. You know, just yeah. kind of state on depends on how many people you get. You know, sure, yeah, okay. But but that is something we definitely. Um, I'm hoping I can move Aberdeen to a place where I can get people. Because you said before about you know, I feel like I'm sitting on the dock, maybe fishing or something. Like the stuff we do just lends itself to a festival setting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my guys in the band are all great, and you know, um, easy to work with, and just you know, easy on easy on the stage, easy off the stage. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and it's and I'm telling you, I don't think we've ever had a bad a bad festival experience ever. Yeah, even if things aren't doing right, like it's just the way we're all built. And and we and we reach the audience when we do them. So, yeah. you know. so how can folks hear your music? Find out more about you. Where can they Where can they find you on the web? Yeah, well, I got my website, which is just artytobia dot com a r t i e t o b i a dot com, and uh, and then of course I'm on Facebook and Twitter uh, under under uh, Artie Tobia Band on Facebook and on Twitter uh, Tobia Music. And, um, yeah, always happy to chat with people and, and you know, uh, gain new fans and, and listeners. And, you know, and then of course, I'm on Spotify and iTunes and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all that all that stuff, Amazon. 
uh, CD Baby, you know, uh, Apple Music. I'm on all those. I'm available on all those things, Pandora. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out there quite a bit and, uh, you know, pretty easy to find. If you just put my name in, you'll find it. Okay. And the current CD is Aberdeen, and uh, thanks, Artie. Appreciate it. It was great to talk to you today. Hi, you too, Greg. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist and talking about their music. Have a great day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.